Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Health Tech Podcast. You can tell from my voice, feeling a little bit under the weather today. Uh, so we've got a throwback episode for you again this week. It's with Emil Hewage from BIOS. And if you don't know BIOS, they are a neurotech company doing incredible things with the human computer interface, to say the very least. Um, they are mapping what they call the neurome, and they are developing, well, using the neurome to develop some epic knowledge and information about the way that the human nervous system processes information and how we can use that to potentially develop new drugs in the future. Um, apologies to Emil and the BIOS team if I butchered that explanation, but that is my understanding of it, um, at least at this point as I think back. The first thing you notice about this clip, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, my background looks very different. It's incredible how things move on. Uh, it's before I got this uh, this little studio made up. Um, but Emil is a fascinating guy. He actually he just got into sailing. So there's a lot of sailing analogies in the full podcast when you go back to it. And it starts with Orn on this one too. And we talk about the stormy seas of startup life and the startup world and actually the particularly stormy seas as of right now. When I recorded the podcast, it was around about the time that um, we were sort of coming to terms with the, the economic downturn. And actually, I was talking to Emil because he's a very experienced leader, I guess. He's been running by us for a few years. And I was asking him about his opinions on startup leadership in stormy times um, and what leadership means to him. And we had a really nice discussion about, I mean, many of you will know this about like, your company might have a mission statement. It might have some words that are held up as like, this is how you meant to behave. Uh, it might have a, a literal cheesy statement about what the company wants to do. It might be heartfelt and it might be very believable. I don't know. But what I liked was that we had a, a, a what I'd say is a very honest discussion about this. And Emil said, if you want to talk about vision in a non-cheesy way, think of it as identity. What is your identity as a company, as a leader, even as just an individual? What is your identity? And if you can tie certain behaviors to your identity, they're sticky and actually you live by those identities. And it's so true and that, that really clicked with me and it's something that I actually took forward to now actually and beyond um, after talking to Emil on this. But yeah, really interesting podcast. Uh, he talks about some really cool stuff. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you on the other side. I want to talk about entrepreneurship more broadly, I suppose, or the health tech space more broadly. And this and this gale that has been blowing everybody down the course and everybody seemingly getting cheap capital and making progress and this world that we have been in that has now changed, the weather has changed massively. What do you think this leads to not everybody is going to be blown down the course now there are going to be boats that sink there are going to be boats that fall way behind and then sink there are going to be those that actually i suppose those very technically savvy sailors that know how to tack into the wind and know how to maintain course or simply not fall behind those that even can really get ahead i guess what do you feel is going on right now in, in this space? Like, how do you think about it? So I was sort of, I'd say, unfortunate, fortunate enough to start my first jobs 
in these startups just before the credit crisis. And it made me sort of experience that with a bunch of people. And that somewhat colors my view. The most important thing is that right now, and possibly for a couple of years at least, life is just really tough for each of us as people. You know, the reason the gales have stopped blowing is because of fear in the investment market. And that fear is because really bad things are happening in the world. And, you know, as a society, we're just struggling to make it all add up. And if you read, you know, if you read certain analysis, it's it's a time of change that's going to just keep re you know rebalancing and, and and taking things away from our lives that we were expecting, making things that we try to do every day hard. So, the average reality is that you're going to be worried about your bills more. You're going to be worried about your um, whether your children are getting the right education, whether the place you live is going to feel safe or not. If this if if you know some of the fabric of what's around you is going to break down. So, the big overarching issue to remember is that change. This change first is causing life and uh, a, a good and fair and reasonable living to be hard to access. And um, I think you said it really well when you were talking about how you lead your team is that is that when you are employing people in Somex, you're, you're really thinking about them as wanting a living and a really kind of mm-hmm. and the, the life part as well as the job part of what they do with, with your company. And I think the same way. So the the first temptation in a time like this is to just seek safety and get go to very large firms and for some people that might be the right choice but actually what what the past 12 months have have really taught us is that there's 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 an equal force across all large organizations large and small and so and in fact the um the job cuts the changes you have less say of less say in those in a large organization it can just come out of nowhere or it can come from a throwaway comment about how good is your company relative to another company that is just happening across the big social discourse. So it's kind of about people coming to work to find a living. And then at the same time, that's which is a macro factor that is just worth remembering every day because life is tough. But then the fact that, hey, you know, you and the team you're in chose to sail out across this ocean um, and build your own little, little sort of um, position over the past few years. And so you're now leader of that team, and there's actually a huge job to be done. The the the, the fact that this world is changing, and the fact that you know basically if the if the economy can't just keep infinitely growing, and it means for me at least that healthcare must become affordable um, because everyone needs it. Everyone's you know it's a, it's a core fundamental requirement of society, and if in ten years we haven't solved it through advances in technology. It will be solved through people having, you know, there's less people around, right? It's, it's a fundamental need and there are fewer people out setting off on these journeys. So if I'm, if I'm a business runner, so, you know, a business, an operator, a CEO or co-founder, and I'm in the boat, I need to remember, A, yes, I probably for the thing I'm doing have a huge demand out there for, for, for what I'm doing. If I'm, if I'm on the right side of the market, if I'm, if I'm not trying to, um, kid myself at, that um, the world is like as it was two years ago. Um, it's often better. To, you know, last year we had a huge conversation as a team, saying the world is going to change. We're going to we're going to embrace for the storm, as we said it internally, and um, you know that the team really trusted and, and and we focused on some new basics. And what happened was that we suddenly only needed a few months of trust to then start to see 
the, the, the dangerous hitting are you know larger companies etc um, so when you're in a small a small team and running a business that is small and I say you're in a small company if you're not in like a hundred thousand plus person company how do you recreate a internal to your company center of who are we um, what are we in control of what are we not in control of and therefore not going to get distracted by and how do we make this a great place to live and work and how do we keep having empathy for the fact that life is tough but choose to work you know work the ropes and work you know and work together as a team to to navigate and have satisfaction from from coming into work every day so creating a sense of control um, was was basically easy two years ago because you would essentially just follow the same playbook you mm-hmm. would try and raise the funding do do a good announcement you know have a good office like and it was actually without thinking um, uh, a sort of template cookie cutter of a sort of false sense of individual individualism and I think instead there's a real need to really um, bring your skill set and to be great at each of the things you do, especially if you lead a business, you know, really find that business model, find that customer fit, because no one is no one is there right now. We are all way over this side of the course, and these things are probably more long term. Because if they thrive in this market, and you make hay in this market, you make you know, you make progress in this market. These are the bits of franchise that last. This is the reality underneath the investor kind of trope of oh, best investments made in a in a bear market, best investments in teams that are trying to be the best. And working to be the best and experimenting together. So taking this, taking a first standpoint and saying it is tough, and I'm going to have empathy for that toughness, um, and not mm. just you know ignore it, but separately double down on saying we're going to we're going to use this as the opportunity to really do something unique, to be like unafraid also to improvise a bit. That's that's the other part that um, will let you let you sort of show off the skill. And then, and then you can start to see that in your team. You can see people coming in and having these moments that they're proud of again to go and do. And then that makes it worth running a business again. Because frankly, it is very tough. I think you're probably seeing a lot of people having the same thing. But right, you know, there's a lot of losses every day, I think, right now for everyone. I see it, man. I see it. I feel it. I get it. And actually, purpose becomes a really important concept here. And the way that you sell purpose and vision as a leader i think becomes important because where it feels like it's crumbling all around you but you guys are just trying to do a good job and trying to find your way it's purpose that can get you through actually because i think if you're very good at selling that and you're very good at setting your company up so people are very aware of the impact that they're making and i've seen people do this in interesting ways i've seen i've seen health tech companies bring patients in to lunch and learns and team meetings and them to talk about the experience that they've had i've seen it um with very good visionary ceos and other co-founding leaders demonstrate that but i've actually seen it most i would say and done done best with with transparency and actually i think when you care when you genuinely actually care yourself about the mission of the company which you do it comes through like there's no there's no getting around it and i think even with me now there's like 300 odd episodes this is 300 odd hours of content that like of me talking about health tech you don't get to that without actually caring about the result without actually caring about adoption of technology and making this thing matter and i think 
the, the more that you can increase the transparency around yourself and your actions and what you are doing, and then encouraging that of everybody else too, and then you trust everybody's good intentions, I think you can really unite people around that purpose and that shared mission in a way that isn't cheesy. Because I think that's the challenge with having a vision statement and a mission statement is that, yeah. oh, it's this thing that's held up in team meetings and like, oh, but what are they actually doing? And, you know, you hear these things about Musk sleeping in the office and things like that. Yeah. You don't really know what to make of it. But at the end of the day, it is still a transparent action that shows the willingness to, uh, I guess, lead and and do against what he believes is right when let's be honest he could be sat in a five-star hotel for the rest of his life um and he yeah. chooses that every day but and uh, you know make of that what you're all about toxic hustle culture or whatever but i think I, I i just the way that i'm seeing this is like i feel like myself i need to i i'm holding myself accountable here in a time of stormy seas yes to be the entrepreneur and to be the leader that not only finds a way, but actually thrives and actually finds the business models that will work and does the hard thing. And, you know, I don't like the phrase hard work. I think everyone works hard, but finding a way, I guess, and I'm holding myself accountable at a time like this to try and do that as a leader. And I think in all those different ways, people are doing it well, but really I think genuinely caring and then being very transparent about how, I think I think that goes a long way. Yeah, I, I think um, you said a few things that really really make sense to me. I mean, you know, you're a hugely successful founder in your own right, in the sense that you've created this huge platform and following. And I know that then actually taking the team now through this next step is an equal challenge for you as it is for me and for everyone else. And yeah. um, what's interesting is that you mentioned the words sort of purpose and vision. And the first thing that everyone who leads a business need, needs is to wrestle with your own sense of purpose. Like, what am I doing here? Mm. And you're re, you know, you mentioned these concepts of well, you know, there's actually something that Elon Musk did in sleeping in the office, despite the fact that there's a lot of toxicity that that whole kind of current hyper billionaire mm. endeavor throws off. That is is actually the same as something a mentor said to me around the shadow of the leader. In the sense, that if you lead, you choose to come in to lead and and do something. Um, you first want to obviously decide what you're, why you're there, uh, and, and and that's what you want to do. But then then, then you want to model that behavior and be the leader. Um, the thing, as you were describing, you know your your thought process. There's this um, again because unfortunately, because I've got into sailing recently, this a lot of sailing stuff just resonates. I saw this picture, a photograph of a lighthouse off the cor- cor- uh, off the coast of Brittany. So a kind of famous one actually, which is built basically in the ocean, and it's it's this picture taken as a huge wave bigger than the entire lighthouse hits the lighthouse in a storm. And I looked at it and went, that's exactly how it feels right now to be leading whatever you choose to lead in this market. Uh, but also the engineer in me goes, how did they build that thing? Because it it's literally in the middle of the ocean. That's, um, I want to say it's called Jumel or something. It's literally off the coast of Brittany. And I go, back you know, 100 odd years ago, how did a team build the foundations? Because this thing is now just about tall enough that the top yeah. pokes through the wave. But how did the team have the resilience to go in and put the foundations down, probably except a bunch got washed away and keep going and keep going? And 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 I read the story of this lighthouse. It was like this weekend, actually. I saw the picture. And I read about it. And I was like, why have they put that there? Why have they built that there? Because it feels as hard as building a business. But why the heck did they do that? And <laughs> it was a place where there were a ton of shipwrecks. And actually, someone survived a shipwreck. There's a piece of 
rock that is in the ocean and no one sees it and loads of people died and a survivor wow. of a shipwreck donated you know 400,000 whatever it was is francs or equivalent yeah. to fund the thing and so they had purpose you know they had a they had a I'm not going to let this happen to someone else again and I think there's something which is not as cheesy as the word vision which is identity right which is like mm. we, we are the people that will build this little piece right if this stands less people will need to build this thing and that in a time of toughness and challenge is more useful right like the vision is something that you can buy into but you go why am i doing it here why am i coming in having pain it's like well actually we need to be the people that do x right now to to let y happen and i hear in kind of what you're saying that that you're happy to uh do the time whatever that means or sleep in the office because you feel that there's a identity that you're choosing in this time of challenge and, and change and what i love about our team is that I've noticed that each of each of the team members has their identity that they've chosen a lot. Uh, you know, as mm-hmm. we've come into this challenge, the the thing I've had to do a lot as a leader is is actually take even more noise out of what we're going to aim for, descope certain things, so that we do less. We have a sort of internal statement: do less, but win more. Right? It's it's horrible to be like this wow. A team player and lose. You know, lose all the games that we play. And it's hard. It's a bit like being a tennis player, and you're not in control of of winning every uh, winning every point. But how can you keep that sense of doing the right things and being the one that's going to come in and ready to do that? You know, ninety percent of your ability every time. And so, creating the space for your team to then succeed is important. And actually, also, I realized that in reality, our businesses do need to be solving stuff fast. So, how do I make every person in my company um, and and everyone else? doing the same thing, uh, how, do you, how do you put them at the forefront of saying, I just have to try my hardest every day? Because if you, if you, um, uh, if, you know, I actually speak to a bunch of investors and they have, they're having pretty tough days too. Uh, there's one who I really mm-hmm. respect and he said, he said to me last year, look, you know, I'm just trying to end each day with 51 things going right against 49 things going wrong and I'm not getting that every day. But I just want more days each year well, I want more days out of the year where I've won more than I've lost and I'm just turning up and doing it. And, and so um, leading is this sort of weird juxtaposition between knowing that everyone needs to work fast, but you need to create sort of this one place, you know, the, sort of the, the rock on which this foundation needs to be built and everyone turns up and is just able to just, in their own personal narrative, know what's expected of them, but also to prevent it being so like toxic that you blow up together. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we actually said if life is tough and life does suck, how can we make sure that work is also occasionally the, the place that you get something back from, you know, when we need to, can we have a meeting just walking around outside because currently it's good weather. And that might look from the outside, like this team is slacking, but it's actually like us working together through a hard part. So there you have it. Good clip, right? If you listen to the full episode uh and i really recommend you do actually the the question that i ask after that clip is around how investors see that period and what investors ask of people like emil at that time um it says that there's lots of different things that they ask for and of like some are more hands-on some are more hands-off but anyway uh won't spoil it if you want to go back and listen to it uh there's plenty in that podcast about bios and about what they're up to you can even go back to a previous episode that i've done with the meal to hear all about bios uh, it's the second time he's been on and the final thing i want to 
tell you and leave you with is we have a few tickets left for our Health Tech Podcast live event on the 29th of February. If you want to get a ticket to that, you can either search for the Health Tech Podcast on Eventbrite or if you head to the show notes, you can get a link and a code for some money off uh, for that ticket. So thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with a brand new episode and a brand new guest.